I am Kelly Johnson with Wild Child Kitchen Gardens. Today, we're digging into what's in season. Keep listening. Welcome back, Zachary. We hope you enjoyed the homecoming festivities of last week. This year, we were honored for the very first time with a Zachary toilet paper rolling. It was an especially effective rolling because I just installed sprinklers to help me keep up with my watering. Uh, that Charmin is locked in tight now. <laughs> a little bit of a segue. You may have driven past the Porton Parish headquarters recently and noticed that we have a four lease sign out. To dispel any rumors, we are moving about one block down the street to the historic building formerly home to Whimsical Alley. We'll be on the second floor, and we'll be leasing out the bottom floor to an exciting retail amenity and maybe some other exciting tidbits, too. So, yes, our amazing building at 4342 High Street is for sale or lease. You can find those details in Jen's Friday newsletter, What's Up, Zachary? Or you can grab your favorite realtor in town and make an offer. We've got the always amazing Kelly Johnson back in the booth today to help us figure out what to do with our gardens this season. Kelly has helped us out immensely in the summer edition of PNP, and she introduced me to one of my all-time favorite crops now, okra. She also told us when to plant pumpkins to achieve a finished crop by Halloween. I kept uh, getting Christmas pumpkins in the in the past, so thanks for helping me over that hump. I took her advice and planted them 90 days before the big day, and voila, I have pumpkins and kushaw on the vine. I even used one for a scarecrow head. Uh, it rotted and fell off, but it was still very effective. <laughs> you know, it's quite rare to find an expert, uh, an expert help right in your own particular climate and city, for that matter. I find the local climate and conditions in Zachary to be vastly different than where I grew up in the greater New Orleans region. Uh, this episode is sure to help you find out exactly what to do and when to wind up with a garden of your dreams. I'm Mike Gennaro, publisher of Porch and Parish. We bring you the best of Zachary and the Development North region through candid conversations every Monday from our headquarters right here on High Street. This is Porch and Parish, the podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, Porch and Parish listeners. My name is Narissa, and I'm the general manager of the Comfort Inn and Suites in Zachary, located at 1686 East Mount Pleasant Road. It is my pleasure to announce that we, as well as the Best Western and New Roads, are under new ownership and management. We hope to work closely with the local businesses, contributing to the positive growth of both Zachary and New Roads. We would like to thank Fortune Parish for being so welcoming and look forward to being a part of your community. All right, we're back with the lightning round. And Kelly has just given me the autumn edition of In Season. It is beautiful. Um, as always, they just have a knack for making magazines. I, I love it, Kelly. This, Thank you. Yeah. So I want to dig into that and so much more. Let's get through the lightning round, though. A couple of quick questions. What is your favorite plant in your garden right now? My favorite plant in my garden right now has to be lettuce. It will be top of my list for the whole winter season there is nothing easier to grow than lettuce it's so beautiful i have so many follow-up questions i'll i'll keep that <laughs> tamped down do you decorate for halloween absolutely i grow so many pumpkins i have corn left over from the summer season so it's everywhere yeah. i decorate from my garden and my yard that's cool absolutely weeds are yeah. the best decoration in the fall <laughs> i've never heard that before yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Favorite article in any recent edition of Portion Parish? Did you catch the, the uh, I can't say it now, Sagrera Farms post? That was so amazing. I love Sagrera Farms. Love Sean Sagrera. He's amazing. And It sounds I, like Mike Genera. That's why. That's why. Everybody loves Mike Genera. Oh my. <laughs> everybody loves you, Mike. Everybody loves Sean. Yeah. I love Sean. Um, I wonder if he's Italian, though. Or not. I don't <laughs> know. Let me tell you what he yeah. definitely is, yeah. is an amazing cattle rancher. I He's mean, awesome. amazing. We yeah. love their products. We're customers and friends. Love him. Your customers? Yeah, absolutely. I um I, I wanted to issue a big correction. Like I got his price wrong. <laughs> The magazine, and he's very highly detail oriented. Yes. He's like, man, I loved everything. I was like, is everything okay? You like, yeah, 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 it's great. Uh, that wasn't like our price, but you know, it's all good. We'll figure that out. So, what do you pay for uh, beef at Sagrera Farms? I don't remember. I just know that he had a freezer, uh, a freezer bag. Yeah. yeah. And look, it's, and it's worth a it. nice freezer I was just bag. About yes. to say like, that. That's what I was about to say. It's worth backpack. it yeah. just to get the hat and the bag. I didn't get the hat. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I have the hat and I wear it all the time. Yeah. Cool. He's mm-hmm. got a, he's got a typical cattle brand and it's kind of like, a, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. He's amazing. It's, it's cooler than a Yellowstone brand, which 100%. I see a lot of people sporting the Yellowstone uh, swag now. I'm like, yeah. Go to Sagrera Farms and get like the real deal. <laughs> he is the real deal. Yeah. I love him as a person, as a businessman. As a, I, I adore him. Yeah. The, the business side is so evident. As yes. soon as you get to talk with him for five minutes, you're yes. like, this guy is, uh, his product is clean. It's manufactured properly. Like everything is in order. And his wife, I got to meet her briefly. And she was just as amazing. So yes, yeah, go on a farm tour. He welcomes that. So all you got to do is find his phone number uh, because I'm not prepared. I don't have it memorized, but go to Sagrera Farms website. Uh, it's S A. G R E R R R A. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he'll take you on a tour. And then, um, but no sample bags, really. You know, you got to buy the, the, you might whole, get the a half hat. a cow. You might get a hat. If though. you get, if you call him Sean. Yeah. And, <laughs> if you, know. you say his name correctly. Good grief. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's a Sean with an S H or E A N, but I think it's a A W. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> So anyway, I asked you a question and then like answered it for you. Did you like any of the other articles that were non-garden related? Let me tell you what I loved most about it. Um, and this may not have been the last issue of Porch and Parish, but your illustration of the city of Zachary. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Amazing. It's amazing. We got to get some like wild child uh, we do. pictures in there too. Yeah. Yes. It was so cool. I loved it. So, I love what you do. Thanks. I appreciate that. So if, if. Nobody picked up on this. You wouldn't have picked up on this. There was like my illustration, which is way more cartoony and all that. And then I have a a, a secret weapon digital illustrator, and her name is Linda She, and she helps clean up all of my lines to make my pictures digital. You know the hands and all that. The Zachary hands. That was I did it first with a picture and then sent it to her, and then she like illustrates the bricks. Yeah, so it's a cool. team. So cool. <laughs> Moving on to the interview question. So we've probably got a ton of of really curious people out there. So I feel like I'm behind the eight ball. Like, mm-hmm. I realized the weather changed. I was pro- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, When you said lettuce, you stressed me out because it's all okay. my summer crops are doing so well Yep. that okay. I, I have not cut them down to make room for lettuce or anything. We got to talk about that. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. So first things first, November 1st, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how good everything's doing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want you to do two things. (laughs) 
I want you to harvest everything you can. Mm -hmm. And I want you to literally thank your plants. Okay. And prepare your heart because they have to go. Got it. I can do that. It's hard. No, I can do that. I read this book by Marie Kondo. Yeah. About clearing out your house for new, of old things and making room for new. That's right. Is you, you seem to have read this. I have. Okay, Marie yes. Kondo. Yeah, it's I like have. the art of decluttering or yep. something. Yeah. Uh, I, I just made that title up. I don't know. It's if similar. It, something. It is. But yes, it's, it is you that way. You kiss things goodbye. It's like, hey, yeah. picture of grandma. But no. <laughs> right. Maybe peppers. Maybe yeah. not pictures of grandma, but yeah. maybe peppers and tomatoes, squash, zucchini, cucumbers, even those precious pumpkins. Mm-hmm. They got to go. Your okra that you love has to go. The watermelons your eggplant, it's all got to go. And the reason is because you're holding up what's to come. So by not saying goodbye to things that are really just going to start deteriorating, Mm -hmm. you're robbing yourself of something much, much better. Yeah. But you're also breaking your own heart. Have you ever heard of that? Um, I tell my kids this all the time. Like, you're breaking your own heart. Like, stop. Because... it's, philosophical it really this is, is going deep yeah like it's so much better to go out there on a beautiful day harvest everything you can mm-hmm. you're going to come out of that garden with a huge harvest mm-hmm. it's going to make you so proud you're going to take pictures you're going to post you're going to be so thankful mm-hmm. you're going to feel so good you're going to thank your garden for everything that it's given you and you're going to remove those plants if you don't do that mm-hmm. a first frost is coming anytime Yeah. And everything is going to die. Everything. There will not be one thing left after one frost. Yeah. And then it's going to be sad. You're (laughs) going to wish that you would have harvested everything. You're going to be devastated. You're breaking your own heart by not just taking everything out and being thankful. Moving with the seasons. We have to move with the seasons. I just went through this change management course, and it's, like, very similar to what you're saying. Yeah? The first, yeah, when, when change has to happen, people get angry. That's the right. first emotion because it's fear, it's anger. And I'm, I'm looking at my garden right now and it's, it's just, it doesn't elicit joy. Right. Yeah. Even though I, I have okra trees now. Okra trees <laughs> tend to not elicit joy. You know? It's weird. It's yeah. weird. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm down with that. I'll okay, go. good. And when we harvest thing, after we harvest, mm-hmm. the wild child kitchen garden way. Yep. Is to not pull it up by the roots. Good job. Right? That's right. Cut it off at the soil level. Leave those roots behind. That's Mm going to give your microbial population something to munch on Mm -hmm. um, as the temperatures start to cool off and while the other things start getting up and growing. So leave everything. Mm -hmm. um, Leave all those roots. Okay. And you can literally plant your new stuff right around them. You don't have to stress out about the roots. The roots are fine. They're going to be gone. Yeah. Don't worry. I love that. And it's fun to kind of like when the... You chop off the root, it just sits there and rots, and then you, like, push it over. One yeah. Day. It's, like, turns yeah. into a really nice mulch. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. So you want to leave those things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So part of this episode is going forward, in part, is um, you got to pardon me. I, I need to analyze what just happened, okay. what just went down in the summer, right? Because I need to get better next time. So I need to know what happened with my sweet potatoes. I planted oh. – I went to – Home Depot and planted the little, uh, you know, eyes of potatoes everywhere. Yep. And they, they went nuts. And yep. I had sweet potatoes everywhere. And I, I couldn't even walk in the garden. There's so many sweet potatoes. It's such a good cover crop. When we started to pull them up, my little garden helper is Emil. He's four years old. He's the one. He's the kid that likes gardening. So we're pulling them up. 
a couple things happened. We had mutant sweet potatoes, just enormous, strange looking. It looked like a human heart or something. Yes. It was weird. Yes. And then we um we also had some garden mice that really were creepy. Like they dig they dig underneath and they start That's eating right. a potato from the bottom. Was, yeah. And this was in my raised beds. It, it creeped me out. My, yeah. Like you dig your hand in and it's just a hole and you know you're about to like get gnawed on yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Do you want that real answer? Yeah. Okay. We say this in the Wild Child Garden Club all the time. Mm-hmm. Hashtag that's gardening. Okay. So you didn't do anything wrong. We had a really dry summer. Mm-hmm. We had a really hot summer. Mm-hmm. Those are conditions where that sweet potatoes love. Mm-hmm. So that's why you got mutant giant sweet potatoes. Okay. Um, you didn't do a thing in the world wrong. You might have left them a little too long. Yeah. Um, that could, then there were some ruts in there too. Yep. So that's just growing sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. But the mice um, also... That's gardening. Yeah. It was hot and it was dry. Mm-hmm. And their little, bless their little hearts, they were looking for water. They were looking for anything. Yeah. Um, I had, I didn't get but probably two or three melons out of my garden this year because okay. they just ate the whole melon. Mm-hmm. Um, they're thirsty, you know? So yeah. they were just trying to get some refreshment. Um, <laughs> truly, they needed yeah. a beverage. Yeah. Um, so I can tolerate that as long as it's not a rat. That's right. That would creep it, me out. Yeah. We just don't want to see it, right? No. Like it's fine, the, the after product, but we just don't want to see it. I feel like it's just one of those things when you grow organically, mm-hmm. you have to grow enough for you, mm-hmm. enough for nature, and enough for the wildlife. Like you always grow three times. That's nice. You know, like you okay. just have to think about it that way. Yeah. Because if you grow just enough for you, you're not going to get anything because you're fighting nature and you're fighting the wildlife. And if you're growing organically, like you really do need to take that into consideration. That's a beautiful sentiment. That makes me feel better. Okay. Me too. This is, yeah. Uh, so I, I <laughs> gave water to mice. You did. You kept your mice population alive. Congratulations. Yeah, They'll I, thank I, you this winter. I, I did um, use these little tomcat traps before yeah. in, mm-hmm. in the garden. Um it's the ones with like a bar coated with rubber and yep. it just kind of pops their little yep. head. And that was, that's just too creepy. I don't yeah. know. I, I can't stand it. <laughs> One thing that you can do that I, I have found is my best option against yeah. mice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only works with mice. It's not going to work with rabbits, raccoons, possums, none of that. But with mice, you can feed your cat in the garden. Oh, cool. Okay. That puts off sort of an, an odor yeah. that they know. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps a lot. That's what I do. Feed the cat in the garden. Okay. Yeah. Put the cat food in the garden. Put it on a dinner plate. Yeah. Fill the plate with water. Yeah. And put the food on top of the water in the plate so Mm -hmm. that the ants can't get in it. Wait, wait. That's a huge trick. Oh, I need this. Yeah. All right. I'm a a tortoise freak, right? So I I feed the tortoises. Got to get into this a little bit. Sorry. All right. A normal tortoise eats hay, right? That's 90% of his diet. But it also likes fruit and, and apples occasionally. Whenever I put these in the garden, the ants get to it within like 30 minutes. That's right. And that's that an ant population will kill a tortoise. Yes. Instantly. So. Well, an ant population will destroy your garden mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, you take your food, okay. the food bowl, and you, my neighbor actually told me this trick. This um, is awesome. This is an awesome trick. Yeah. So you take your food bowl and you place it in a dinner plate or a crawfish tray that's just a little bit bigger than the bowl yeah you're making a moat you're making a moat okay yeah you just fill it with water and then plop your food bowl in the middle of it and the ants can't get to the food got it all right jackpot yeah i think a lot of people use that trick that is awesome 
All right. Okay. So we got through sweet potatoes. We still have eggplants that are thriving. That yep. just seems too sad to cut down. But they gotta first go. frost, right? They're dead. They're dead. Yeah. So harvest them. Harvest as many as you can. Um, I say this every year. Right. You will take out your peppers and your eggplant with tears in your eyes because <laughs> this is like a second spring The peppers for them. too? Oh, yeah. man. Everything has yeah. to go. If you were growing it in the summer, it is not going to make it okay. past a frost. And it's way more heartbreaking yeah. to have to look at the devastation after. But not asparagus. That stays, right? Oh, yeah. Asparagus stays. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about all the zinnias and all that? They're fuss? gone. They're done. They're done. So, um, so I'll tell take you. Take them like out I, in their glory before take you. Take them out in their glory <laughs> and share them. That's what I told my daughter. She's oh. having a complete emotional situation about mm-hmm. taking out her zinnias. And I said, listen, this is what you grow zinnias for. This is their, this is their glory days. Cut them, mm-hmm. vase them in mason jars, mm-hmm. or even one lady in my garden club that I coach, she puts them in vegetable cans Okay, that she sort of keeps, you know, she washes the insides of mm-hmm. them and then she holds on to them and she places her zinnias in her leftover recycled vegetable cans. You mean the seeds? No, the flowers. Okay. And makes little vases out of yeah. them. And then she puts them at the end of her driveway oh, this and is, says, yeah. free zinnias, come and get them. Cool. And her neighbors come by, and then you're getting to share what you grow. Mm-hmm. Bring them to a nursing home. Bring them to the hospitals. This is their glory days. You're right. So yeah. use them. So um, share them. That That's a beautiful sentiment. That's, that's the kind of city that I want to live in. I'm digging the idea of produce for nature, produce for your neighbors, produce for yourself. What was Absolutely. the third one? Not your neighbors. Nature. Okay, because the Nature, neighbors and the wildlife. When and we get yourself. too busy, we give everything yeah. to the neighbors anyway. Yeah, it's like, the neighbors please. get it all anyway. That's right. Th- right? Yeah. Yeah. Take all these eggplants. I only need one. And That's I don't right. like eating vegetables that much anyway. But no. <laughs> Mike, come on yeah. now. Well, we talked about that last time, right? <laughs> you don't like eggplants, no, do you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like eggplant, and I don't even really grow it anymore. My eggplant's been gone for a long time. But um, okra, I haven't been able to taste any of the okra because my wife. Puts it in the air fryer and it's so good. Yeah. She's like, that's, she eats it. It's amazing. Before it gets on the table. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so tasty. Yeah. But you, all right. So when you're harvesting okra, if you're an okra newbie like I am, it's not a huge accomplishment to grow a huge piece of okra. That's, that's, that's right. easier to do than to yeah. cut it when it's perfect, right? That's right. Yeah. Four you, inches. Okay. Right. Four inches is the jackpot, unless yeah. you're growing a variety called Louisiana Long. Mm-hmm. Those can get up to 16 inches and still be super soft and tender. Tasty. Okay. Crazy. I, I might do that. Yep. Can you get that at uh, at end season? Or? You can get those. <laughs> Will you be able to soon? No, Maybe. be dropping hints here. Maybe. Uh, you can certainly get them online right now, but yeah. um, stay tuned. I know. See, I, I want a resource where I can go and get the seeds for things that grow here, yes. there's no like greater duped feeling <laughs> that I've ever had than when I go to, and I like Home Depot. God bless them. They're so great. Yeah. Of course. But you go buy like an apple tree or something that's like, you're the dummy that's trying to grow apples in Louisiana. It's yeah. like this, this uh, northern speed. Why do they do that to people? It's so true. But those like, big box stores, yeah. they, we get the same shipments yeah. as people in Ohio, yeah. Kansas. It doesn't matter. We get the same exact shipments. They have no idea what's going to thrive here. Yeah. The biggest dupe ever mm-hmm. is what's called early sprouting broccoli. 
So don't ever buy that. We may have talked about that already, no. but early sprouting broccoli doesn't mean early like we think of early. Mm-hmm. It means early in the spring. So it's people who have like the whole, the hard winters, mm-hmm. they will plant their early sprouting broccoli. It will overwinter and mm-hmm. then start producing in March. Well, by March, it's done. We're done with broccoli. Yeah. You know, we're moving on to tomatoes. Yeah. And so you sit there and look at a broccoli plant that takes up space all winter long. And right when it gets its first, you know, broccoli to harvest, yeah. it's you got to take it out. Plant everything else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's a, that, that one will make you feel real dumb. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I want to segue over to mulch. I was, yeah. I was on Instagram or Pinterest or something and I, I saw this uh, Australian guy and he, he has like a mulcher that just stays right there in the middle of his yard. Wow. And so when it's time to get rid of all the, the um what, the, the green waste, is that what you call it? Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he'll throw all the sweet potato vines or corn leftovers, all that stuff. And it just straight into a chipper and it throws it right back into his garden. I was like, that's cool. I wow. need something like that because my little... uh composter is always overloaded. I I need like tons of garbage cans in my backyard, which is not cool for the HOA. HOA would not be happy about that. But I I do it anyway. (laughs) Hide it. (laughs) I know it. So yeah, what do you do for that? I know you're on acreage, but. Yeah, I am. I like to use natural things as well. Mm -hmm. I'm not big into um, that whole method of using your green leftovers. It's called chop and drop. So like you cut it out and then you use it for mulch. I prefer a beautiful aesthetic. So I use pine straw. Yeah. Chopped pine straw is about the best thing that's ever been invented, in my opinion. It comes in a bag, so you you can haul it in the car. You get it at local nurseries. Okay. You can get it at Zachary Lumber. That is where I first found it. Interesting. Um, Okay. I'm sure they still carry it. Happy, if you're listening, do you still carry chopped pine straw? Yeah, Happy's great. (laughs) We need to get Happy on the podcast. Everybody likes her. Love her. Yeah. If you use chopped pine straw, you can carry it in your car without Mm -hmm. a mess because it comes in a bag. Mm -hmm. And it's also super easy to use. You literally reach your hand in, pick out a handful, and put it around your plants. Cool. It's soft. It's easy. Uh, Also, this time of year, y'all, listen, Mike, I want to see you on the side roads of Zachary getting bagged leaves that people are putting at the road. <laughs> That's what my father-in-law does. He goes in and rakes yes. uh, pine straw. Yes. So people put those bags of leaves at the road. Yeah. That is garden gold. Yeah. I will collect those bags, put them in my backyard, and you just continue to to lay them out there. When a frost or a freeze is coming, mm-hmm. you can put them out there. It insulates the soil super well. And then at the end of the season, you just dump everything else that you haven't used yet into your beds, Mm -hmm. it breaks down so fast and it's excellent for the soil. So I love to use leaves um, in the winter. Yeah. I use chopped pine straw the rest of the time because it's just beautiful. Yeah. I've spent a lot on pine straw. Yes. Um, Yeah. My father-in-law, one of his friends saw him on the servitude uh, over where he lives and was like, what are you doing? Community service, man. And he's like, no, hell no. I'm getting my pine straw. I'm getting my pine straw. Yeah. I'm not spending $5 for that. Yeah. Which it's now like $12. Yes, it is. Yeah. Why don't you, I've asked you so many things. I have more questions, but I want you to take this where, what are some things that I might be leaving out? 
Well, I think that it's really, really important to understand timing Mm -hmm. in this cool season garden. That's what we call it, right? We really only have two seasons in Louisiana, hot and cold. So this is what we call like the coolish cold season garden. This is going to last us all the way through till we plant for spring again. Okay. So I think it can be a little misleading when we talk about a fall garden. Um, We're planting in fall, but this is going to last us all the way till spring. So understanding that is super important. What about fall tomatoes? Did we miss that? Well, those are the tomatoes that are going to come out at the frost. So those are, these are reasons Got why. It. It's too late. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's so sad. The nurseries are going to sell them right now. Yeah. And they call them fall tomatoes. But you That do, means end of summer tomatoes. That means you should have planted them in July. Got it. That's what that means. Okay. That means tomatoes that will produce in fall. <laughs> but it just isn't <laughs> worth the space. Yeah. You know, it's not. We have, the timing is so critical here because mm-hmm. once we start getting into nighttime temperatures where we're getting frost at night mm-hmm. and it's just kind of not ever getting out of the 50s, yeah. our broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, they need to be growing. Mm. We don't need to plant them after that. Okay. Um, the frost signals to them, hey, start producing. Okay. So if you wait till after yeah. and plant them after, they've missed the 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 big temperature change and they've missed that signal. So it's really, really important that you get them in now. Okay. So this episode is going to drop. I love it. We're recording Friday, the 27th. It's Mm going to drop on the 30th on Monday. So you got to get to work. Get to work. It's time. It is time. Yeah. You know what? We might, um, I might send this over to Bree and get it produced early. Uh, I, I remember last time we did this, I was like, we got to get this information out now, now so there, people can use the weekend. Yes, that's, yeah. that's right. I feel the same way. I will say, though, there are lots of things that you can absolutely continue doing mm-hmm. um, throughout the season. So the timing is most critical for your broccoli, cauliflower, mm-hmm. cabbage, and yeah. um, Brussels sprouts. Okay. Yeah. Past that, leafy greens, root vegetables, those are going to be fine to be planted all through the winter. So I don't (laughs) want people to say, well, I can't do it this weekend. So I'm just going to leave my tomatoes out there and we'll just let things happen. No, no, no. Just decide Mm -hmm. if you can't do it this weekend that you're going to just plant leafy greens and root vegetables. And I'm telling you, you will have an amazing garden that you will absolutely love. And root vegetables. So carrots. Carrots, beets, radishes, turnips. Yeah, you don't Ruta eat bacon. turnips. Nobody eats turnips. Oh, we do. <laughs> do yes, turnip greens. I eat the greens. Yeah, yeah. And then um, we use the the bulb, <laughs> the root, uh-huh. for turnip fries in the air fryer. Seriously? Yes. I've had turnip chips before. That yeah. that wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a stretch. It's kind of like eggplant. <laughs> Plant two or three. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but (laughs) Swiss chard, uh, that came up before. That's such a pretty crop. Does that that survive the freeze? That survives the freeze. It survives the drought. It survives the heat. (laughs) That's a must. And you don't even have to eat it. You don't even have to eat it. (laughs) Because nobody likes Swiss chard either. (laughs) Swiss chard, let me tell you something, is delicious. You just use the leaves. Okay. All right. And if you grow rainbow chard, make yes. sure you use the the stem too because it's beautiful. Yeah. So you dice that stem up, saute it in olive oil. Mm-hmm. While it's sauteing, you're going to chop up your leaves, put your leaves in the olive oil, literally toss like five times. Okay. And add salt, pepper, and red pepper flakes. Toss five times. Like, like literally like with tongs. Yeah. Like toss. Oh, like toss, flip it. Toss. Yeah. yeah. While it's, while it's, it's grilling. The, or... While it's in the um, olive oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it just kind of, um, what do you call that? Uh, when it, may, like, like 
when like, meat rests or, or when you like, massage kale or yeah, something. Yeah, it's that same thing. It breaks it's down. Just, or, it's very mild. Yep. Um, it's not really smothered, you know, like it's yeah. not like a mustard green that you're going to cook all day. But it takes that little, that little uh, spicy yeah. kind of whatever. Yes, it takes that out and like literally you just... It takes 10 minutes. We will eat that almost every single night in the winter. Seriously? Mm-hmm. It's okay. delicious. Well, I'd be happy to plant more Swiss chard if I knew it, that I could palate it. Cause it's, you can. Okay. It's good. Okay. Didn't know that. Do you, I, I wouldn't I, tell you that if it wasn't. <laughs> I'm pretty pick, pretty picky. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you grow anything for like pie or anything like that? Or we have what's, pear what's trees. that other thing? Rutabaga or something? Rutabaga, yeah, you can grow yeah. rutabaga. Absolutely, I don't, but That's you like can. A northern. I grow. I have pear trees. I'm not really a huge fan of pear trees. Um, it is time to get your fruit trees in the ground. It's mm. the best time to plant a fruit wait, tree. Wait, wait, wait. Is it? It, it, it is everything but citrus. Everything but citrus. Everything okay. but citrus. Right. Okay, because so, I've been fooled on that one. Don't. Buy a citrus tree in right. the fall. Don't do it. Well, you know, right? even I'm telling you for years, yeah. I recommend it. Like, get your trees, get your trees. Yeah. And this year, I actually, the Garden Club doesn't know this yet, but in their monthly email come November, I'm going to say, we're we're turning the corner, guys. Okay. We're doing everything but citrus this year. I, I agree. Because yeah. it just won't. I, it's just I so much work. I wrap them with a blanket and put a little heater on. So and much then, work. Then I'll put the, the saran wrap around it. Yep. I'll do anything to protect my citrus. And then I like smother them sometimes or like there's all kinds of ways to mess that up. All kinds of ways to mess it up. Much better to plant our citrus in the spring. Spring. Okay. But your figs, your peaches, pears, even apples. So I'm okay on figs? You can grow some apples. Okay. Yeah, you're okay on figs. You're okay on um, plums. You're okay on muscadines. Yeah. Um, Blackberries, raspberries, strawberries. Now it's time to plant all of that. Celeste figs is that the yeah mm-hmm. yeah I love these plants yeah because it's got like one stem it's beautiful it grows, beautiful. grows quickly yes um, I planted two side by side and one shoots up and I'm like the other one it had to be maybe six inches lower than the height of the other one it didn't do anything I was like what is it it must be waterlogged and yep. I, I dug it up a little bit and it was nothing but water and hurting the roots and all and wow. so I elevated it and I was worried that I was going to lose it because I broke. Th- I thought there was a rule that just don't plant fruit trees in the the fall, but apparently I didn't hurt it. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. It's it's probably going to be better that you moved it in the fall than okay. any other season because it's about to go to sleep. You know, it'll be yeah. asleep till spring. Yeah. So this is the time to move it. If you move it now, guys, you don't have to cover them. You know, <laughs> like that's the big thing. If you plant a tree that's got green leaves, mm-hmm. you're going to have to – you know, cover it, but figs, peaches, pears, plums—they go dormant. Yeah, it's so then you don't have to do anything with them. Okay, easy. Yeah, uh, this year I got a little experimental and went to um, learn more about fertilizing some of the plants. I, I noticed some of my evergreen uh, plants struggled really badly mm-hmm. through the summer. It's bad. Yeah, like magnolia trees, terrible. And, uh, yeah, azaleas, azaleas, all that. And um, I mean, this is still within the garden. I know it's not food, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, they really thrived when I, I, I paired the right fertilizer with uh, yes yeah so can we talk fertilizer real quick yeah like, so like your hollies your um what are some other ones azaleas gardenias camellias yep mm-hmm. yes yeah, so the sanqua camellias that one yeah i'm constantly chasing uh success on, yeah. on the sanqua some people seem to do it so easily yeah 
I've always struggled, and it's like, why isn't this plant growing? Help me with that. What? Okay, so... So I threw a lot at you there. Let's start with the camellia. Okay, I love a camellia. I love a shishi camellia. It's mm-hmm. my favorite one. Um, I have them. I grow them. Mm-hmm. I find that they do so much better when they are against a wall. Oh. So, like, against the house, against a fence, not out in the open. Okay. Don't know why. Um, also... They do great with their own fertilizer, like you said. Super important mm-hmm. that you're giving them what they actually need. So don't give them some all-purpose. No. <laughs> Definitely not miracle Grow. No. Yeah. And you want to give them, um, you know, I think that they have a camellia, azalea, you know. They do. Yes. yes. I, I can't say exactly what the numbers right. were on it, but right. one was lower. I, yes. I don't know if it's high acid or low acid, but yeah. It's um it's acidic, it's high acid, okay. and that is gonna be the most important thing. Um it's kinda like a blueberry. Yeah. You know, like you've got to have that acidic soil or else you're just gonna you're gonna chase it, you're like you're saying. Stare at a little blueberry stem yeah. for years and just it's like, constantly yeah. chasing problem after problem. Yeah. Yeah. So camellias plant them against a wall and plant and use the proper fertilizer. Got it. I feel like I'm graduating to the next level here for a lot of things because I'll I I, I just maxed out my backyard. It looks yeah. crazy, but it's like it's awesome. tons of plants. But now I'm putting them in their own kind of like little zones. So mm-hmm. I'll have my evergreen zone where I know what fertilizer is going to work. And it Ooh. it translates over to the junipers and, and Ooh, yeah. the, the azaleas and the holly. It's all like in, uh, not azalea, but uh, what was the other? Magnolia. The yeah. teddy bear magnolia trees, yeah. all that. And blueberries, I think, go along with the, that they crowd. Do. They do. They're in that crowd. Anything else? I don't know. We could we could take it on out there, or I know you have. Uh, we're kind of hitting a hard line on your next appointment, so. Oh, I mean, I just yeah. want to see everybody grow in the fall. Yeah, I want to see people plant in their gardens. It breaks my heart over and over to drive down the road in November mm-hmm. and see dried up, withered up dead yeah. tomatoes. You know, yes, because the fall season is the easiest. Mm-hmm. I it's agree. The most independent, less pests, for less sure. pest, yeah. less disease, less weeds, mm-hmm. less work, more harvest. Yeah. With a spring and summer garden, you're going to plant that tomato plant, and it's going to produce tomatoes. Yeah. You know, in a winter garden, you are going to completely, basically, what you're what you're doing is you're const. It's constant. So, like, you're going to put carrots in the ground. You're going to take carrots out. You're going to put something else in after it. You know, you're just going to constantly be doing. It's going to get you outside. Yeah. It's going to, you're going to be breathing in that fresh air. You're going to be constantly harvesting. Yep. Constantly planting. It's so much fun. You know, it's not like you have to wait a long time. A radish, you plant that radish. And in three weeks, you're picking radishes. Cool. I never looked at it like that. You know, plant lettuce. Three weeks, you're picking lettuce. Yeah. Collard greens. Four weeks, you're making pots of collards, literally pots of collards. And if you're smart and you plant them all over your garden, you're just taking from a few plants all the time. So your garden stays gorgeous. It stays full and you're always getting to harvest. This is the season of harvest like you cannot believe. It's not like spring and summer. You know, you don't plant the tomato plant and wait Three months. Mm -hmm. You plant and you're picking in three weeks. That's awesome. It's amazing. Don't skip it. I I just can't stand it. You know, what do we do uh, where the the zinnias were planted somewhere? Is there anything else that works where zinnias 
Uh, Absolutely. Foxglove, delphinium, snapdragons. Foxglove, uh, minor disclaimer on dogs on that yes, one. Yes, right? yes, Gosh. yes. Yeah. Uh, or if you really want to hallucinate or something. Yes, <laughs> yes. My dog doesn't bother my garden. Okay. Um, so yeah. I don't ever think about that, but you're right. Th- um, yeah. Bachelor buttons. You can plant. Okay, Mike. Okay, you done got me going now. Tulips, daffodils, mm-hmm. narcissus. I like daffodils. Uh, so P. P. Allen Smith on, yeah. on the Create Channel. He's one Ooh. of the, like, he's, that, he's a favorite. That, that guy's like one of my guilty uh, pleasures. 100%. For watching. My kids are like, who is this weird dude you're watching? I'm like, that's P. Allen he's Smith. He's amazing. Yeah, it's like the Daylily champion over here. Yes. And he, I love that. Love it. So the yellow daffodils are yeah. so cool that he grows. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so here's the deal with tulips and daffodils. Yeah. Everybody says, you can't grow tulips in South Louisiana. Yes, you can. You need to order them right now. Yeah. And then you put them in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And they are, have to be in the refrigerator by Thanksgiving mm-hmm. so that you can plant them in January. Mm-hmm. Then you have gorgeous tulips all the way from February when nothing else is really blooming. You've got beautiful tulips February th- right through till end of March. Say that again because it didn't process all the way yep. for me. So you you put them in the fridge. You buy your bulbs, tulips. You buy your bulbs now. Okay. You put them in the refrigerator. They have to be refrigerated by Thanksgiving. Okay. It, so it must be refrigerated. Okay. Yes. Got it. Okay. So you refrigerate them at Thanksgiving mm-hmm. um, at the latest. Yeah. And they're going to stay there all the way till the end of January. Okay. Then you're going to plant them, mm-hmm. and they will literally bloom for you in February and March. Okay, got it. So and that, it's there's a little weight gorgeous. on that one. That's a, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Tulip bulbs can't be reused, but daffodils can, correct? Every They, they can be reused. Oh. You just have to really store them carefully. They have yeah. to be dry. Okay. Um. So you have to dry them. They can't be left in the soil. Mm-hmm. Daffodils can be left in the soil. I um, see. Your tulip bulbs have to be removed, mm-hmm. dried, and then again, refrigerated again for Thanksgiving. Like they have yeah. to be on their cycle to mm-hmm. know that now it's time for winter and now it's time for them to bloom. But those things are so fun. Yes. To, so fun to grow. You know what else is fun to grow? Artichokes. I like artichokes. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a that's a, a, a favorite Italian traditional fun. dish. Like so fun. Stuff that thing with whatever magic that is. It's like olive oil. Parmesan and cheese. Parmesan and cheese, and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My wife just eats the... Um, the uh, artichoke with like a balsamic vinegar. And oh yeah, there, there's no stuffing, which is not as fun. I just like to pick <laughs> off every individual little petal yeah. or whatever it's called and dip it in butter. Okay, that's holy cool. moly, so good. Those are great to grow because you don't even need a garden to grow those. You can literally grow those in a giant pot. Okay, um, they're beautiful. Yeah. And um, as long as you move them in when the temperatures are going to freeze, they'll do great for you. That's a cool one for businesses. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if you, if, so our headquarters here, we don't have any garden space. Right. But I always wanted to get some, some buckets out yeah. or something, grow things. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool. That's a beautiful one. Yeah. You can grow a lot of these fall and winter vegetables. You know, we think a lot about putting mums and poinsettias in our containers for the fall and winter mm-hmm. but you can put mustard greens you can put collard greens swiss chard yeah um you can put all of these things in containers put them on your porch mm-hmm. and literally you don't even have to go to your garden to harvest in yeah. the winter you just no shoes required go to your porch and that's awesome and get your your food it's and it's beautiful yeah um is there any crossover between using Christmas lights in the garden to warm plants? Yeah. I always thought about that when I, yeah. like, why are we putting the Christmas lights on the front of the house? I could be using the, 
use these things on all my fruit trees in yeah. the back and keep them warm. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, actually there is, um, I have a free guide, yeah. um, shameless plug here. I have no, a free guide, it. um, on my website, releaseyourinnerwildchild.com forward slash frost and freezes. Mm-hmm. You can download this. It's going to teach you what you need to know about frost and freezes, how you can cover with household supplies, what you can purchase, Mm -hmm. and Christmas lights are on there. Because this is the thing. If temperatures go below 22 Mm -hmm. degrees or so, you're going to want to put some heat, some generate some heat. Which they did last year. Which they did last year. We didn't lose a single plant in our garden club. We used Christmas lights. um, And we used frost cloths. And we used um, plastic sheeting. So... There are ways, and in yeah. this guide, it's going to walk you through all of that. Because, you know, it's a common misconception. Your first frost date is not actually a frost. It's a freeze. Oh. And so it's very confusing mm-hmm. um, to understand what you actually need to do. I break it down for you, perf- you, you like every step in okay. this guide. And so it's called Understanding Frost and Freezes. It's a mini course. Yeah. Um, it's got some teaching videos, some links oh, cool. to resources. Yeah. And it's totally free. Wow. Um, okay. You, yep. So everybody should go download that just mm-hmm. b- so that they can be educated yeah. and then prepared. Yeah. Uh, plug your podcast too, because, yeah. all right, so our producer Bree over here is also working yes. with you, which is, we love that. Me um, too. Yeah. Tell everybody yep. about it. Where can you find it? It's the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. Yeah. It's available everywhere you listen to podcasts, or you can get it on my website at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com forward slash podcast. All right. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, till next time, Kelly, I, I, I think we need to see you again, like in December in that awesome. w- kind of awkward, like, yeah. I, I know you're telling us just keep working through the winter, but we're going to need to see you again then. <laughs> I'm happy to come tell you what you can plant, what yeah. you need to be harvesting. Yes. It's kind of like that, that hybrid season. It right? is. Where you can start again. Is it December or January? It's December and January. Okay. Yep. Cool. End of December, beginning of January. We call it the do over. Yep. And um, also in January, we start our seeds for our spring plants. Okay. So, so much to do. There's so Ooh, much fun to be had. I haven't had. tackled that yet. I still end up spending 250 at the garden center. Yep. Just <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't start any seeds. I don't know how to do it. So. Seeds are fun, but not necessary. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. a whole separate hobby. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. Y'all, that's it for this week's episode of Porch and Parish, the podcast with Kelly Chanson. It's been a pleasure to have you here today, and I hope you know you're welcome back anytime, Kelly. Uh, yeah, you're a part of the fam. So thank you. Huge shout out to our community partners like the Zachary Community School District who stand with us in our mission to make Zachary a place where every resident feels heard and engaged. And they also have a cool uh, little garden gig at the high school. Yeah. It's like a rooster every time I pass by. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, the ag club over there is, Love is that. doing good things. Thanks to the generosity and support of our community partners, the magazine, podcast, and everything you see online um, is possible and free because of them to learn more about kelly or wild child kitchen gardens or in season the magazine or to connect over a cup of coffee hit her up on her website www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com big remember to keep the z beautiful through bringing your gifts and talents to this place we all call home if you can complain you can just as easily go out and make things better uh i picked up this a really cool uh, little mantra or principle from Kenny Nguyen um, of 368 Media. It's the three T's that make up quality of life in a community. 
pick up trash when you see it. Foster technology at any expense and embrace an attitude of tolerance for diverse voices because these voices are the creative engines that will drive the success of our economy. I'll add a fourth T in honor of Kelly joining us today. Go plant a tree, just not a citrus tree. Just make it uh, sure it can handle the freeze, you know. Uh, until next time, enjoy life in the Z.